Well, welcome to Carving a New Path. It is a podcast that I record for vid with video and audio. So depending on where you're listening to this, you're seeing my smiling face or you are listening and hopefully feeling the smiles in my voice. So I want to start off the show today with a little bit of a song. When I get older, losing my hair, many years from now, will you still be sending me a valentine? Birthday greetings, bottle of wine. If I'd been out till quarter to three, would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Well, today is my 64th birthday. Amazing also because singing that song, I feel like I'm a teenager. And I, this may sound strange to want to have this conversation today, but I really want to talk about legacy and I want to talk about grief. Yeah, grief on my birthday. So the, you know, when I'm recording this, it's 2020, it's October 8th. We've had quite a year, haven't we? I mean, think about what were your expectations going into this year? And I want to talk about grief because it just feels like death has hit me so many times in my lifetime that death to me the death of anything, death of a dream, death of a person. Um, yeah, those are the things. Death of an expectation of how your life was going to look. It's really taught me to live life. So I'm recording this from an Airbnb in West LA. I stayed for six months with friends in Seattle during COVID. And it, there got to be a point where um, everything was fine. You know, it's like you're in lockdown with people, right? It's, um, I, I really have no complaints about being there. And it felt like it was time to go someplace else. So because I have lived house free for six years, I needed to think consciously about that. And I chose to come back to West LA where I have a, a uh, mailbox in Santa Monica and a small storage unit. And one of my daughters lives here. So I chose a place that's close to her, but giving us all space during this time when everyone's working at home. And I would just want to talk with you about living life, you know, and what it means to grieve or, or to allow space for grieving that allowing space for grieving opens up your heart more to more joy. Like there isn't a bypass for that. Um, my brother died from SIDS when I was four years old. And I feel like that, that set a path for me. And if you think back to when your earliest memories of four and five, maybe three, some people have memories from age three, but those early memories that you have 
really started carving a path for you. And whereas for some people, death would have, uh, I'll, I'll just say, made them want to have a smaller life, something inside of me was grateful that I was still alive. And, you know, I had a couple of really close people die when they were 60. My husband, Hurley, died when he was 60. Uh, my good friend, David Drum, died when he was 60. My uncle Dave died when he was 60. My friend, Roberta, died when she was 60. And there's just something about that as a marker in my life that each death said, I'm now living for more people. I'm living my life for my brother who died at two months old. I'm living life for my son, Cooper, who died at 19 months old. I'm living life for Hurley and David Drum and my uncle Dave and Roberta and so many people, it's like, I feel like I have the privilege of still being alive. And this whole topic came up last night for me also, while uh, I took some things out of my storage unit. And, you know, once a year, I usually go through things that I really no longer need, or that I, I bring stuff out to enjoy it and then pass it on to someone else. You know, our storage unit, my daughter and I both have things in there, are like what we would probably have in the attic of a house if we had it. We don't have furniture or things like that. But I, I brought so, um, some bags of things back, paper to look through, and some of them had high school yearbooks. And so I was opening one of the yearbooks I was looking through, and I was thinking about Danny Ganias, who died right after we all graduated. I mean, this was someone who had hopes and dreams. And, and it is sad, you know, to think that he didn't have a chance to live life. We all have days where maybe we're looking at things that we lost. And we're looking back at or we're looking in the present moment and feeling depressed or anxious or wondering why our lives look the way that we do. But something that I've learned from the circumstances in my life is our ability to adjust to what is and open to innovative solutions new ideas, giving space for those ideas, you know, you're not necessarily going to have the answer right away for, for th something that's changed. I mean, right now, there are people who've lost jobs. There are people who are working at home. There are uh, people who have kids who are home from school and the parents are working from home. But if you start asking yourself questions about what is the opportunity here? What can I learn about myself? What can I learn about my child? What can I learn about my partner? What can I learn about my business? Is there a dream that you put on hold? And right now, because you're not commuting to work or because you're 
um, you know, waiting for an answer for something that you just take some time every day to reflect. And that can be meditating, you know, being silent. There is this whole wealth of information inside of you. If you can give it some space and live in that uncertainty. You know, when, um, when I started Heal My Voice, I was in a situation where my retirement money had been affected by uh, someone else's bankruptcy. And without going into too many details, because the story doesn't really matter at this point, but there was a point where the housing crisis affected a lot of people and affected affected incomes and and everything. So at the at the time I was starting Heal My Voice, I also lived on the edge of eviction for two years. And so in order to stay in our apartment, uh, my daughter and I had to come up with innovative solutions. You know, it was a time period of social media starting and people were looking, interested in learning social media. So as I was teaching myself, I started to teach others. My daughter worked at pet sitting and babysitting and some of her money went towards keeping us in our apartment. And that time period, although eviction and and that sort of thing you know there can be a lot of shame around that in our society it also gave my daughter a real sense of what it's like to support yourself what do you want to do with money and she's probably the most uh, informed person of all my daughters about investing money you know it was something that she just began to look into and she looked into resources that would help her get to school when there wasn't money for school. So she's, um, you know, so out of these challenges, you can learn stuff, you can do things for other people. And to me, because I was starting Heal My Voice, I couldn't just focus on my own trauma, loss and grief. I would give myself time to feel the feelings, but then I would pour my attention into other people. And so if you can look at, um, I, maybe I'm here to give you some advice right now. You know, the advice that I would give you is that having practices so that no matter what's going on, and believe me, I've lost a brother, a son, a husband, I, I went through a, a divorce with an abusive situation. I had a life-threatening illness. Um, I was laid off from a job. All of those things that were losses. And even growing up, we moved 12 times by the time I was 15 because of my dad's work. So all of these losses have taught me that we are amazing, resilient beings. And number one, give yourself space to feel feelings, whatever they are. If you give yourself space to feel sadness and fear, you will also open up to more happiness and joy. 
I mean, one of my joys in this Airbnb, and it's a it's a small space. It's kind of like living on a boat, actually, which has been an adventure. But there's this squirrel that comes to the to the window every day because there's a fruit tree here. I think it's a tart cherry tree. But this the squirrel just sits there and I've gotten so I'll say hello friend and I'll open up the door and there's a screen on it. I'll say good morning. Hello friend. No matter what is going on, you can find something that's growing outside or a bird or a, a squirrel or some sort of animal outside. You can notice how even in the winter, the terrain is, is changing. And so giving yourself space to feel. I love to use writing and I encourage you to do some sort of creativity. You know, sing, get a crayon and a piece of paper and just like color swirls of something. You don't have to be an artist. Get up, move your body, turn on some music and dance. There's free music on, um, you know, all kinds of sources. So creativity, giving your space, self space to feel. And then I, I really believe in different practices. I mean, I do things like chanting, kundalini yoga, uh, if you've ever heard of tapping, EFT. Um, there's free resources on YouTube and there are programs that you can pay for. So find something that where you're also pushing out to help other people. You could go onto social media and brighten someone's day by putting, you know, thinking of you. Um, simple ways that you can do that. If you're feeling depressed, you're feeling anxious, tune in to what you can do in this moment. But getting up and going outside for a walk, moving your body, move the energy, jump up and down, things like that work. And the, those two years that my daughter and I were living on the edge of eviction, I'll just use that as an example because, you know, when there are certain things in our society that are acceptable ways of supporting people. So if someone has a loved one who is dying, people will reach out and say something or want to support you. If you're living on the edge of eviction, there, there are lots of doors that close during that time because nobody wants to be associated with that energy. So I get it. Some of what you're going through, you're not even going to share with people. You're not going to want to share it with people. But if you write it down and record it for yourself, record it for your life. And have some practices, meditation, walking, move your body, jump up and down, push out and congratulate someone, say happy birthday to someone on Facebook. It can be as simple as that. If you just take a few breaths, place your hand on your heart and feel the love that is a part of you. Feel the love that is within inside, that's inside of you. And it's always there. 
and then go on, on to social media and write happy birthday or thinking of you. Push out a little bit. It'll get some endorphins going and help you to feel better. When you have adversity in your life, I've, I think I've shared that. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to say anything more about that. It's like practices, move your body, do some creativity. <clears throat> but the other thing I want to say is that since it's my birthday and I'm 64 years old, I'm also always thinking about my legacy. <clears throat> I've been thinking about my legacy for a long time. You know, maybe if you have children, you started thinking about it when your kids were born. You know, what is the, you know, children many times are our legacy, but they're not our possessions. They're, they're here to live their lives. And so the legacy that you're leaving, I mean, there's a legacy I would say that I'm, that I have created and I hope I have many more years to create more. But I know that my legacy is the Heal My Voice stories. And I started Heal My Voice out of my own healing and my own need to heal, to continue to heal that I began to see that I heard the words heal my voice one day as I was daydreaming with God, I would call it. I'd go for these long walks when I was living in Burbank, California. And I would say, what is mine to do? You know, what is it that I have to offer now? And I heard heal my voice. And I felt the voices of women who were like me, who had had experiences in their lives and that they had some of their personal power tied up in those experiences. And I wanted to give women a space to gather. So in groups of 20 to 25 women, we spent nine months writing a story about trauma, loss, grief, disappointment, and then what we learned through that situation. And then we put those stories into books and those books are on Amazon. Um, if you've never heard this part of my story, you can go to amazon.com and look up Andrea Hyland and see the list of books that are there, women's stories, stories of challenges and the victory. And so think about what is the legacy that you are living? The way that you navigate this time period we're in is part of your legacy. What are you passing on to other people? Whether it's family members, children, nieces and nephews, or it's your community, people you've worked with, people you, you know from the grocery store. What is the legacy that you are living? And to me, legacy, sometimes it seems like this really big thing. But legacy can be sharing smiles with people. You know, it's like you're the person who always says, good day, how are you? And takes a moment 
to listen to how someone is doing. So think about small ways that you can have a legacy and leave that to the world. Your impact is felt. It absolutely is. You know, it's funny thinking about that. Uh, I was just thinking about this moment when I was on an airplane, maybe five or six years ago, and I was having trouble um, getting my bag up. We we're on the airplane. I had backpack. It was really heavy, filled with books. And a man stood up and helped me put it on there. And then I ended up taking the window seat, and he was sitting on the aisle. And throughout that whole flight, we didn't talk a whole lot. I mean, he was doing some work on the computer. I was listening to something. But there was a way that he cared for me on that flight, that he, he put the book bag up there. He took it down when it was time to get off the plane. And in between, he always checked to make sure, did I have the, a drink that I needed? You know, <laughs> what did I want? Coffee, water, you know, whatever, that I had my snacks. He reached over, you know, when, when I had trash, he made sure that he took care of it to give it to the flight attendant. I don't know his name. And I don't know why that's just really bringing tears right now. Maybe it's because what we really need right now is simple kindness. Wow, so I'm just going <laughs> to let myself feel that. I didn't even have that. It's something I was going to share with you, but it just like popped in, you know, this random moment on an airplane five years ago. And I was just thinking about that kindness. <laughs> so if there's something for you to understand, it's like, Those things matter. And we can really touch each other in those simple ways. So maybe that's my message today, is that simple kindness, you know, that my, my birthday is a simple birthday this year. There's not you know, some years I've had big parties, other years I've gone on a retreat by myself. This year I'll be going over to my daughter's house to do some cooking because there isn't a kitchen with this Airbnb. There's a um, toaster oven and a microwave. And so I'm gonna go over and do some cooking and then bring it back here. Um, simple kindness feel your feelings here you go if you're not really sure what it looks like here it is simple feelings feel your feelings 
And I can feel how just having this moment of really remembering that kindness, I feel like, like my lungs feel open and free and I can feel more, you know, <laughs> looking forward to seeing the squirrel today. <laughs> we'll see what that brings. <clears throat> So I'm going to just end with, um, you know, Heal My Voice is a really big part of my heart and my mission for women to reclaim the power that's tied up in stories of trauma, loss, and grief. It's important for men, too, and I have worked with men, but my mission, my, what am I here to do? My mission is to work with women, primarily. So if you ever want to do something for me, make a donation to Heal My Voice. It helps us to offer low-cost and free programs. And there are study guides that I created out of the, the books of stories. There are books on Amazon. But the, the study guides are free, and those are connected with each book. You can go to healmyvoice.org. And there are, um, there's enough information in the study guides to give you a space to ask your own questions about things. There's a quote from every book, and there are questions for you to reflect on in your life. What do you want? What is your legacy? What are the things you want to create in your life? So thank you for listening. I didn't know I was going to have a cry fest today on my birthday. <sighs> but it's good to feel, you know, it's good to feel it all. You're alive. What do you want to do with your life while you're here? Okay. Simple kindness. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. Bye now.